This conference will now be recorded. Thank <laughs> you. 
God, I'll bless your name and magnify your name. There is none like you, oh God. You deserve all praise. You deserve all thanks, oh God. Oh, many potent God, oh, many efficient God. There is none like you, oh God. The beginning and the end, oh God. I will exalt your Thank you. 
silence is so more that we need, oh Father Lord, in every dimension of our life. Resume with need in every good of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray in our Barabakas, in Shabbat Barabakas,
Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
And we are praying about our personal desires in this season. I know many of us have personal desires in our lives. I know many of us have personal expectations in this season. But the expectations of our heart and the desires of our souls can never be met until the Lord God comes into the picture. God is the God of answered prayer. He is the God of supernatural visitation. He is the God of divine answers. And as we come before him, he is able to do abundantly over what we can ever think or ask for according to his power that worketh in us. And as we come tonight in this season of prayer, I want you to have an expectation in your heart that the same God of yesterday, as he says in the book of Hebrews, that he's the same yesterday, he's the same today, he's the same forever. We are going to invoke the name of the Lord our God and we are coming before him beseechingly, asking God, that Father, let the expectations for our hearts never be cut short in the name of Jesus. So the weapon of the Lord that we are praying tonight and we are using tonight is the weapon of his anger and his wrath. You see, there is something, there is a certain dimension of God that we see even in our personal and even in our family lives. When a father or a mother has gone out and comes back to hear that something happened to a child without their knowledge, that something evil happened, that something untoward happened to the child, the parent gets angry, and in the anger of the parent, he can sell whatever that he has to take the matter to court or to take the matter to the police station. A parent will not sit down when he's angry about something that has happened to the son or to the daughter. It's the same way that God looks at that. When we have taken so long to disclose our desire, you see, a parent might know that something has happened to a child, but might be in but it will be impossible for the parent to take action after the child openly tells the parent that mommy and daddy, so and so did this and that and that to me. And so the parent is emboldened by the confession of the son or the daughter to then take action against that person that did that thing to the son or the daughter. So if someone slaps a child in the absence of the parent, the parent will come back and will notice that there is a slap on the child. But the parent cannot take action until the child is able to speak and declare to the parent that this person and that person is responsible for this swollenness on my cheek. And that the parent is able to then stand upon that as evidence to go forward and say that my son or my daughter speak before the authorities. And then the rest of the, the matter is in the hands of the parent to handle. So it means that even in our, in our human realm, there are certain dimensions of wrath and anger that we see at play in everyday situations. And we are praying tonight that we are not asking God to arise in his wrath purposely because we want to do so and that we just feel like you know, but no, but but we are rather asking the wrath of God over the situations in our life that seem impossible, over the contentions in our life that are beyond us, over the molestations and oppression in our life that we do not understand and can never understand. We are asking God that arise in your wrath as we make these confessions before you, O oh Lord. Arise in your wrath because you said that you love us. One of the mysteries of God is that God loves us and it's the love of God that moves God into wrath against the enemy. It is only when a parent loves a child that the parent will move in anger and in wrath against those that try to harm the child. It's the same way with God. It is the love of God that moves him to anger against our enemies. It is the love of God that moves him to destroy the altars of our families and the altars of our clans and our lineages. It is the love of God for us as children of his desire and as children of his purpose in the land of the living that causes the word of God to come through for us in situations that are impossible. When we are fighting battles that are beyond us, when principalities, strongholds, and 
when demonic dominions arise against us, we are not consumed not because of our own strength or because of our prayerfulness, but because of the love of the Father. Because he says that in this, that he, he has shown us love, in that he sent forth his only begotten son, that through him we might be redeemed. So if he could sacrifice his son for us, it means that the love he had for the son was sacrificed because of his greater love for humanity. And who are we? The Bible says that how art man that art mindful of him, not the son of man that that art, you know, what a man that thou art mindful of him, nor the son of man that thou even consider him, for you have made him a little lower than the angels. It means that we were created out of the most useless thing in the whole of creation, which is the earth. In the whole of creation, there is nothing that is cast out, that is cast down, that the earth. There is nothing that is cast out, cast down like the earth. Trees will rise, even the air will blow, even animals fly in the air, and even many things, even the rock lie upon the surface of the earth. But the earth itself, that is the soil, is the Thing that men step upon is the thing that animals fly over, is the thing that trees stand over. So, when God took out of the earth to create man, He was making a statement that from out of the most despising of all of creation, from out of the lowliest place of creation, I will create something that will be exalted above the most highest thing in creation. So man was created, the Bible says, out of the covenant of the earth. And when God created man, he breathed his life into man. And after breathing his life into man, the Bible said that he made him the crown of his creation, even exalted above the, the angels and above the archangels and the cherubs. It means that God has a purpose for man, that from the depths of the lowest place in creation, he created him. And out of that lowest place, he made man the most exalted part of all of his creation. So it is the genuine love of God that was able to make this possible. And when we are praying and we understand this concept of God's love for us, that he has never forsaken us and he will never forsake us, we are able to call upon his wrath, not because we feel that he must do it at all, but because we know that the parents who love the child will arise in anger against those that stand against that child. And we are praying tonight that let the anger of God be exercised tonight, that let the wrath of the Father be exercised Right against every altar. I want you to focus on the altars. I want you to focus on the altars of the problem that you face. I want you to understand that behind every problem in your life, there's a spirit. Behind every problem in your life, there is a, an altar. Behind every problem in your life, there's a stronghold. And I want you to focus on that stronghold and that altar tonight as we go into prayer to understand that we do not fight by flesh and blood, but by the grace and the strength and the spirit of God that works in us. I know not what your problem is. I don't know what your difficult is today, be it education, be it marriage, marital relationships, be it barrenness, be it problems with money, be it problems even with your travel and desire, problems with your job set, problems with your promotion at work. I wanted to assure you that God is the God of answered prayer. And before we even start this, I wanted to encourage you with a, a little bit of testimony. Some months back, God opened the door for me in the workplace and I, I i began you know I, I went through a period of intense trial and tribulation at the workplace a period when even my source of income was cut off that i had no access to my income because i was undergoing a period of disciplinary action not because i did anything wrong but because i took a step at the critical point in the life of my family and my family needed me and then these people gathered together and then they they they, 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 they kind of rallied against me to put me into a period of intense difficulty for two to three months. I was I was working without getting anything out of the work I was doing. 
But after that period, I got a job. And within that period, in fact, in fact the, job, the job came before this thing happened. And I applied and forgot about it. And when I was in the midst of this difficulty, going through pain and strain in this season, when they called me for an interview at the workplace, in a, in a different division within the same government setting. They called me for an interview in a higher place in the government. And then I, I went for the interview. After the interview, they, they, they told me that I was given the, the, the job and I had to transfer from where I was, which was lower. And, you know, they said 10 days. After 10 days, they were going to process my, my, my offer. And there's something we have here called grievance procedure. It means that someone can grieve your employment. In other words, I was applying for this job with someone who had a PhD and another person who also had the same qualification like myself. And when the two of us went for the interview, I was the second person, the most, the second most qualified person. And when they did the interview, I superseded the other two in performance. And then based on the performance, I was given this job offer. And one of them who had the PhD did not understand why I was given this job. So he, he doesn't know me from anywhere. But he grieved the procedure and said that he did not agree with the outcome of the, of the decision of the panel. So that had to go to a separate committee. That was in the month of February. So February, so in March, May, June, July, August, that would be five months. So this month is the fourth month. And for four months, this committee could not sit. And they finally sat. And I was in prayer about this whole thing. And for four months, it was back and forth, back and forth. I kept asking, I kept asking. And finally, they sat over this issue. And they deliberated over it. And they said, well, you know, even though this person is more qualified than the guy who got the job, in terms of quality, the performance of the interview exceeded him in terms of the marks that were allocated by the various panel. And I was interviewed by two women and one man. And they all gave me very, very good scores. And so they did not uphold the grievance procedure of this man. And so the position was reverted back to me. And when the position was reverted to me, I accepted the offer and was given the form. And just yesterday, I got the formal letter of employment, uh, you know, of transfer to that division. And this division is going to lead to, look, I'm talking about a salary, an annual salary of $100,000 plus. And where I was, I wasn't even close to that. And I want you to use it as a testimony for you that there is a certain thing called the wrath of God. And when men have gathered, and when and, 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 and as I speak, my current employers, my current division, they do not understand it. They are so grieved and they are angry that I, I, you know, for all this while, when they were doing all those things to me, I was one of the main lifeblood of the department. And, and they were treating me as if, you know, I do not have any place to go. And now they can't even answer my messages. They are so angry at what is happening because I am giving them the information of my leaving their division within one month of their resumption of duties in the, in the, in, in the, for the following school year. And I want to use this as an opportunity to just encourage you. There is something called the wrath of God. When we call upon the wrath in the love of God, because God loves us, because you see, we are the firstborn of creation. He made us the firstborn of creation. In other words, we were those who were created that we had all other components of creation. And when we, when we are in right standing with God, and when we pray and we cry out to Him because of the love He has for us, when we cry out for His wrath to be exercised on our behalf, the wrath of God will go forth for us. 
us. And I want us to pray tonight. We are going to lift up prayer. Our first prayer point that I want us to focus on is that as we stand in this realm of prayer tonight, we are invoking the help of God through his wrath tonight to arise for us in this season and in this time of prayer that let every expectation of our hearts, the desires of our soul that has been cut short over the years, every expectation of our soul that has been cut short, we are praying. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 4, the verse 9, that by the blast of God they perish and by the breath of his anger they are consumed. We are praying tonight according to the word of God in the book of Job chapter 4, the verse 9, that let the blast of Elohim be released and let the breath of his anger be released to consume every power and every voice and every stronghold that has risen from the realm of Totemic and Adima witchcraft bloodline altars in our lives to oppress our anointing. There is something called the anointing of God upon your soul. Without the anointing, you cannot break forth. There is something called the anointing of God that breaks you. You can be rich, you can be healthy, but when you have no anointing of God, with enemy can strike you at, the, at any time. We are praying tonight that by the blast of the Most High God, which is the foundation spread that we are using tonight, Job chapter 4, the verse 9, we are praying that let the anointing resources in our life, let every altar that resists the anointing of God in our souls, let every altar that resists the anointing of God in our bodies, let every altar that resists the anointing of God upon our life that is able to live there because it is by the anointing that we can have spiritual standing to then prevail in every aspect of our lives. We are praying every anointing resistance from the realms of totemic and foundational witchcraft altars in our families. We are praying that let them be consumed by the wrath of God now in the name of Jesus. We pray tonight that Lord Christ entities and powers behind these altars that have risen to contend the purpose of God and the oil of God upon my life in the mighty name of Yeshua. Lift up your voice as we begin to pray that let the anointing of God be released in the name of Yeshua. I'm <laughs> 
Sekarang 
Our second, our second prayer point. For some of us, I remember those days of captivity when we were oppressed in dreams. For some of us, any time we have a dream and we have an encounter in that dream, when we wake up, it means that something bad is about to happen. When we have got a job interview, then we have an encounter where a snake will chase us, where a dog will chase us, where something strange will happen to us. When we wake up, it means that that is the end of that open door that the Lord has given us. In other words, there are certain manifestations of totemic altars that snatch the glory from our hands when we are at the point of breakthrough. We are praying tonight. 
that by the wrath of the Most High God, let every animal spirit used to pursue and oppress, oppress me in dreams and visions from the highest of foundation and family witchcraft be consumed now in the name of Jesus. We are asking God tonight that from tonight, let the evil dreams cease. Let evil encounters cease. We call upon the fire of the Most High God, which is the manifestation of the wrath of God. The Bible said in those days that they offered strange fire before the Lord. So the Lord sent for fire and consumed them. We are praying tonight. Let the fire that consumed men in the days of old, let that same fire locate every animal struggle and altars of our family that are oppressing our souls, that are oppressing our spirits, that are oppressing our bodies and enforcing failures against us. We are praying tonight that let them be cast down and let them help of God locate us now. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. I'm <laughs> 
There are spirits called familiar spirits. And these familiar spirits also work. You see, in the northern part of Ghana, they work with familiar spirits a lot. It's one of the strong tools of familiar spirits. So when someone dies, they will go to inquire about the person's death, and you will visibly hear the voice of the person. And my mom comes from a family where they used mountainous forces to do a lot of things in the past. And you will hear them visible when they come to inquire, who killed me? And the person will speak. That's the family. That is not the, that is not the dead person. It is the voice of a familiar spirit that takes on the voice of that person. And these familiar spirits work hand in hand with strange powers of the family and foundational powers. And the role that they perform is to sustain a certain degree of oppression in the family that can be sustained for generations without the hand of God coming to it until a man rises, released by God in a certain realm to bring deliverance into that family. So you will see some families. Like my mom, they are very intelligent. They have very high IQ. When they go to school, you can see them in one school, and it is only their surname that to take control of that school. From primary one to GHS three, they'll write BC, they'll be the best students. And I have testimonies to this because my cousins have won best students awards in many places. I'm yet to see someone with a second class lower in that family who has gone to university say, if you are not brilliant, then you will not do well in school at all. You will end up doing something different and you will still be okay. But if you start foot in school and that is what you want to do, you must be first. You have no option. That is the rule of the family. That is the, that is the, the covenant they had with the devil. But they will die early. So my uncle rose to become a very mighty man. He died at 60 something. The next one died. His brother died at 39. The other one died at 40 something. I have left cousins at the age of 20, 25. Myself, at a point, I was seeing visions of death and I encountered death on three different locations. We call them enforcers of patterns. Until you rise up in prayer against those patterns, it will almost seem like it is not coming back to come for you. We are praying tonight. Every enforces of patterns of sickness in our lives. You see, there are some families, you see that they are very rich, but you notice that there is disability in the family. There are families that everybody has eye problem. There are families that everybody must have a certain coronary diabetes. When you reach a certain age, you must encounter high blood pressure. 
You noticed that your mother had, had your mother had high blood pressure. Your father suffered blindness at the age of 70, and you are 69. It has started itching you. You noticed that your ankle, you just take notice of all your ankles. They will rise suddenly, their name will go beside they will all fall. That's the pattern. Then there are those who would always rise and they will fall with sickness because their rise is associated with a certain altar that was made. Then let us rise, but let our fall be through sickness. And there are those who always go through accidents. I met a man in the United States of America. He's a pastor. And this man, his father died through cancer. Their mother died through cancer. The, the, the brothers were called, he, the brother and his wife and the children, they died in an accident. The man grew, and right now the man is battling serious disease. But because they don't understand these concepts. And when I, and he was telling me the story, and when I looked through, I could see that this is a certain altar. I met another woman from Winnipeg, and this is a very young lady, very beautiful lady. And she told me that anytime she dreams, her, her auntie died of cancer, her, her, her grandmother died of She said the cancer has been consuming the past. And as at the time I was talking to her, her auntie was at the hospital, bed, and within one week, the woman died out of cancer. And they think that it is just something that is in the blood. It is an enforcement of demonic operation in the bloodline. We are going to pray tonight that let the wrath of God consume every enforcer from the realms of foundational witchcraft, from foundational altars, from the realms of the altars of the totems in the family that has or that has been ordained from the Asians to enforce disease, sickness, disability in our lives. That let the wrath of God consume those altars now. We are going to pray this prayer for the next 15. I want you to pray with seriousness for the next 15 minutes and declare to God that, oh Lord, my God, arise in your wrath to consume totemic altars of witchcraft that are speaking bodily pain, sickness, disease, and disorders. Let the wrath of my king swallow every totemic family altars, enforcing patterns of disability, diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, barrenness, eye disease, birth diseases, physical and mental disabilities in my family. That let the wrath of God consume those. Lift up your voice and pray for the next 15 minutes. We are praying passionately within, with this prayer because we are speaking into the families of those that will come after you. Begin to speak now in the name of Yeshua. Father, Lord, Oh, <laughs> 
we are going to pray next and we are asking the lord our god before we enter into the realm of intercession we are praying the bible says that there is something called the cows of Bishan. and the book of psalm 22 verse 12 the bible talks about the cows of Bishan, and david said that he was surrounded by the cows of Bishan. And Bashan was a land of plenty. It was a land filled with cities, and it belonged to a man called Ork of Moab. And Ork was a very mighty warrior. And the Bible says that he possessed the cities of Bashan, and they were cities of plenty, lands of prosperity. And they were fattening their cows for the sale. And when any king wanted to make sacrifices to his gods and or their gods, they would go to the land of Bashan to buy of the fattened cows of the land of Bashan because they knew that the fattened cows of Bashan were pleasing in the eyes of men in the eyes of spirits. But one of the things that you must understand is that the cows of Bashan were not just physical cows, they were also spiritual cows. And they were the cows of oppression because they were brewed and prepared and made in the land of oppression. And Israel contended with Og for many years to take over the land of Bashan. And many years later, David said that he was surrounded by the cows of Bashan. So even though the land was taken, the mysteries of the cows of Bashan still existed in the land of Israel. Israel had taken over the land from the hand of Og, the king of Bashan, or the king of Moab. But the mystery of the cows of Bashan persisted, and David was surrounded by these cows. They are the cows of witchcraft. Anytime witchcraft is invoked, the mystery of the cows of Bashan are invoked. That is why the Hindus surrender or they worship cows, the cows of Bashan. We are praying tonight that let the wrath of God consume that cow of Bashan. The next thing is that we also have something we call the tree of Ashraf. And these trees were trees of mystery. They were trees that were normally located on top of hills and in valleys. And Ashroth is the male version of Baal. And the scripture says that the people of Israel in the days of their iniquity will bow down before the Ashroth poles at the heights of the mountains and the heights of the hills. And the days of Josiah, God used the hand of Josiah to cut down the poles of Ashroth and to destroy the strength of Ashroth in the land of Israel. Ashraf is also a mystery of witchcraft. We are praying tonight. The ease in your life that has been battered by, by Ashraf, the mystery of your life that has been opposed by the cause of Bashan. As we lift up prayer tonight, we are invoking the Lord our God, every stronghold of Bashan in our families. The power of Ashra that, that controls the rest of witchcraft in Africa. We are praying to God that let that strongholds of Ashra and let the stronghold of Bashan be consumed tonight by the power of the wrath of the Most High God. Every area of your life that has come under the control and the battle 
laws of, 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 of limitation of Asherah and the control of Bisham that let the wrath of God go forth and let the strength of Bisham be consumed and let the struggle of Asherah be consumed as well in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to make this declaration. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand up on the Amen. We are going to go into a period of, inter- of intercession right now. We are going to pray for our brother called Big Palm. B-I-K-P-O-L-M-E. I don't know how to say it. Uh, did I say it well? I'm praying for yes. B. Yes. We are praying to God tonight. I see a cloud of mist in the atmosphere. And it is releasing the waters of refreshment upon this name. And we are praying tonight in intercession that let the refreshment of God locate our brother. Wherever that he has got to that there is tiredness. Wherever that he has worked his way. He has sought for answers that he has become tired in the spirit. We are praying tonight that let the power of God that brought forth rain in the days of old, as in the days of Elisha, let that same power of the Lord bring forth the rain of reflection upon the life of our dear brother in the name of Jesus. Every time now for his life, now we pray that let the strength of God be reinvigorated. The Bible says that he will give us strength that even the young shall become like the old and the old shall become like the strong. Even though our brother is weary, even though our brother is at a point where he needs the strength of God, we are praying tonight that let the refreshment of the Father be multiplied in this mystery. 
peace and let the rain of the heavens fall upon him to wash away every mark of tightness, to wash away every weakness, and to reinvigorate him for the journey ahead. For he is a mighty man that will bring forth supernatural visitation upon his family. Lift up your voice and begin to invoke upon our dear brother. is Bra Alfred here? Bra Alfred. Bra Alfred. Hello, man yes. of God. How are you? I'm fine, oh, my brother. I saw your name when I saw Samson. What is the meaning of Alfred? Uh, good advisor. <laughs> ah, the Lord is saying you need might to. The spirit of might has to come. <laughs> Apostle. <laughs> the okay. spirit of might to. <laughs> oh, eh, eh, say, eh, eh, how do I can't say? Eh, eh, you know, to say Mike, mm -hmm. eh, eh, Samson, eh, what's the jawbone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. We are going to pray for Apostle Alfred that let the might of God, the El Gibor, 
The Bible says that he is the Lord who is mighty in power. We are praying for the might of God because there's a new might of God that will come upon our dear brother to lift him in his ministry into a different dimension. That the power dimension of God will go forth. Pray for him right now. That let the might of God, the might, of the might, the might, the Amen. 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 Mrs. Ajepon. She's online. She She's online. We are, yes, we are going to pray for Mrs. Ajepon that let the unction around her, let her desires begin to surround her right now. Amen. Her desires upon her heart. We are asking that desire. It's a physical desire. It's, it's something very secret. So it's a physical desire. We are praying to God that let that physical desire of her heart begin to surround her right now. Begin to speak that mind. Oh, <laughs> 
so we have come to the end of our prayer we are i'm just going to seal this prayer we pray father in the name of jesus we thank you father for your visitation tonight we thank you lord god that you have answered our cries before you that your wrath oh god has been sufficient against our enemies oh god we thank you father lord that you have answered us in your love for us in the name of jesus and now oh lord even as we leave this place we leave oh god and let the spirit of your truth and your power continue the battle for us and other realms in jesus name i commit every soul that gathered into your hands, oh Father, with this right hand lifted, oh God, I pray, Lord God, that we surrender all into your hands. Continue to cover and to preserve and to protect us in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And now, oh Lord, as we lead to our best, oh God, grant us access to higher heights of the Spirit, to higher depths of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Grant us access, oh God, to scrolls and mysteries, oh God, that have been buried for generations and even for centuries in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. We thank you, Father, Lord, for answer prayer. We commit every soul tonight into your hands, oh Father. Watch over us and our families tonight to watch our apostle and his family tonight oh father in the mighty name of jesus christ of now we thank you father for answer prayer in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost amen amen let's share the grace Good night. You're my on your throne.